You're listening to The Bonafide Hour. On today's episode, Minute and Major Slays All Days, Rue Slash Paul Colonialism, and The Worst Man You Have Ever Heard co-opts the LGBTQ plus community for 70 minutes. Stay tuned, more at 11. I did it at the start. Oh, okay. I start, I opened with, <laughs> okay. give me a break. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> need to be in so many countries i don't know i actually don't know also we're going to talk about terms like slay sachet um serving cunt yassify giving cunt giving cunt cunt. giving serving all those sorts of things we're gonna be cunts so yeah Yeah. looking forward to it and it'll be fun um but before i do that i'm just gonna do a uh, little acknowledgement of country (laughs) because it is important so, um, I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet today, which is the land of the Wurrung peoples in Nam, otherwise known as Melbourne, and I'd like to also pay my respects to elders past, present, and emerging. Okay. Cool. Beautiful. Okay. Now, cool. Now, um, now you can really you talk about the slay agenda. Yeah, we're gonna talk get, about we're it. Gonna, let's get right Whoa, into it. and Darcy's trying to sleep in the corner. He said he was gonna nap, but it's gonna be. I guess it's a really riveting conversation. Yeah, if you can sleep through it. literally. There's a man in the corner. For those listening at home, right. he has he has a nightcap mm-hmm. and he has mm-hmm. a little. He's swaying like a tree in the wind, <laughs> holding his little candlestick, and he's he's going. <laughs> With a shocking regularity. <laughs> and everybody else can see him, and it's not because we're off our meds, right? right no, yeah, no, okay, no. cool. He's with us. Yeah, he is with us. Yeah. When you're with me, he's slain in this episode. Yeah. Do, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Because well, the listeners don't know you. They the don't listeners know. don't know. So you can explain how they don't know, know each other, explain who you are, what you're about, what you do, what I'm about, what you don't do. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's what's not on the inside that counts, huh? I don't do anything. I'm a, I'm a you know, non-based uh, retail worker. Bon is my friend. Surely <laughs> 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 you do something though. No, not really. Yeah. I do, I play a little music. Okay. I don't know. I make, well, I've, I've, I've been getting into, well, you know, I was born in Canberra. Okay, yeah. Okay. Then I moved to the States and then I moved to beautiful Byron Bay, home of the Byron Bays. And you're an influencer now? And I was, yeah, I was an influencer, but I influenced too much mm. and, um, you know, started up a little cult. That's a Yeah. And, you know, that's a separate documentary that's currently coming out. A lot of stuff is going to come out about me. Yeah. Only, like, most of it is true. Of course. Yeah. Well, like Kanye? Yeah, like Kanye. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys are sort of very, very misunderstood, yeah. Mm. Both off the meds. <laughs> Both black. Both black. Yeah, we're black. We're black. <laughs> Both from Chicago. So true. We're both from Chicago. Damn. How could you be so dotted? Yeah, you got to be up. 
In Chirac. Yeah, in Chirac. Like the black kids in Chirac, what? dude. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Damn. Okay. Let's get into, Let's get into the agenda. Alright. So, I wanted to discuss this lay agenda because I think it's, like, very funny. And also, <laughs> Ruben's very funny. And I feel like it'd be very funny to discuss together. <laughs> so, I, what I feel like... Because you sort of defined the term and brought it up. But I guess what I would think of when I think of the Slay agenda is <laughs> these sorts of terms that have been created by queer community and have um, sort of been, like, pushed into media spaces, mm. whether it's through TV or whether it's through social media, and now people latch onto it. And it's funny, it's entertaining, it's mm. cool, but at the end of the day, what do these phrases or terms actually mean? I, I don't know what they, don't a lot know. of them actually mean. I have a rough idea, so I think it would be fun to investigate. The beautiful thing um, is, I don't think, like, anybody really knows. Nobody really knows what any... Everybody just says it. It's like that thing of, you know, you hear it on the internet, so it just becomes part of your lingo, and nobody actually knows. Or at least, for, you know... It means something different to every person, I guess. Right. Everybody slays in their own ways. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you're such a poet. Yeah, I do. I just everybody slay slays in their own ways. Um, but, yeah. What do you it's think... Just, why do you think the slay agenda is important? It's important because, as I just said, everybody slays in their own way. And scene. I have nothing I have nothing mm. else. The Beautiful. slay agenda, it brings us all up. Mm. The <laughs> It brings me down sometimes. The, really? The I don't ra- know. The, just the overuse of the prophet, uh, the prophet RuPaul has been quoted as saying the the rising tide of slay will raise all ships. Did you say that? Yeah, Or true. did they say that? Did, did Rue slash Paul say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's part of the slay, slay part of the agenda, mm. the propaganda. Okay, okay. Well, what do you think about um, words such as slay? What is it, how would you define slay? Just, what, does it mean? what does it mean to slay? To, you know, do something with spunky exuberance to do something well I suppose but I mean it's you know can you have a shit slay can you have a shit slay yes oh you can spectacularly shittily slay of course but that's you know that could be camp a camp slay oh what's camp what's camp you tell me what camp is you tell me (laughs) tell me what camp is (laughs) camp something that toes the line between being so dreadfully tacky that it crosses the over the uncanny valley and becomes fucking sick again yeah <laughs> <laughs> but I find it weird what's camp slay because... what's a camp slay like you know Jennifer's body is a camp slay have you seen that movie no oh my god are you serious no I haven't that seen is that. the best film I've ever seen in my entire life that shit is so fucking cool <laughs> it's it's Julia no not Julia Fox the other one Megan Fox no the porn star no <laughs> yeah wait doesn't she have Is porn? Megan Fox a porn star? No. Oh, no. Sorry, can we get a I fact wish. check on that? I wish Megan Fox is a porn star, um, but I don't think that's the case. I wish Megan Maybe Fox. someone with the last name Fox that's famous. There's probably a lot of Fox. You think that Julia... No, Julia Fox Julie? is the Kanye. He's everywhere today. He yeah. keeps coming up. That's true, that's true. With Kanye? Yeah. Kanye! Kanye! Whoa! Okay, Cody. Can't slay? Can't slay? <laughs> Can't slay. He's part of the the agenda. Mm. He's part of the. Are you part the of the agenda? Emerging. I'm trying to. I'm trying to be part of the agenda. I'm trying to co opt the agenda for my own benefit. What is the agenda, though? <laughs> the, what is the gay agenda? <laughs> the slay uh, the agenda. Sla- oh my bad. Sorry. I let I let slip something. Can we cut that? Can we cut that? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. We are. I'm not. <laughs> what is the agenda? The agenda began. In two thousand one, with the release of the Phantom Menace. Two thousand one. And the what month? <laughs> and what? <laughs> what September two thousand one. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Uh, no, as I was saying, the Phantom Menace, Jar Jar Binks, the original Slay Queen. You know, nobody mm. was ready for him. It was too much. Mm. He, he received death threats. Yeah. Okay. And all he was doing was slaying the entire film. Right. 
I mean, with the buddy like that. Yeah, mm. oh my god. Have you seen Jaja? Jaja was thickens. Jaja on a scale of Jaja being <laughs> to nobody in Eddie Murphy. Honestly, How thick would you say you are? I would say I'm straddling the liminal space between Jaja and Eddie Murphy. You're in a liminal space? Yeah, I mean, you know, I could cross over into Nobu territory. <laughs> But Jaja's is getting it too hard right now. Oh <laughs> yeah, good. Vocal good, fry. Good. Vocal fry. Oh my god. I destroyed <laughs> my bait before I came here. Wow. I found my bait under a pile of dirty clothes and stuck the rest of it dry, oh even though the battery's god. been dead for days. That's like kind of crazy. Can this be picked up on that? Okay. Just so that people sort of have a better idea of what we're trying to talk about, I'm going to look up all of these terms on Urban Dictionary. I have a list of them. So slay, this isn't an an exhaustive list by any means, but slay, yassification, sachet, gagged, deceased. (laughs) Deceased. (laughs) (laughs) Like, faces beat. Hunty. Mama. Charlie XEX Versace. Serving cunt. Um, I'm gonna look them up now. Giving. I'm gonna, I'm Giving. Gonna, I'm gonna test you at the end, and you have to put all of them, every single word in one sentence. In one, okay. one yeah. sentence. Okay. In okay. one slam poem to boost the house down Houston. To slay. <laughs> <laughs> slay, slay poetry. Slay poetry. But yeah, I mean, the main thing that we were gonna get at was internet lingo mm. seeping into everyone's brain. And mm. just destroying the way that they interact with normal people, right? I've been on the internet for too long. Well, yeah, when... And too long, young. How long have you been on the internet? Uh... Like, when was your first, like... I think my internet awakening was probably in 2011. 2011? Yeah. I was on YouTube I knew computers yeah. before that, but I was just playing Mario Party. Yeah, I... Yeah. Okay, I was on YouTube when it started, like, in 2006. True. And my mom banned me from the computer because I looked up a little evil eye baby video that was done with like shitty adobe iMovie she thing. knew what she was doing though. and I got so scared that I had nightmares for weeks about this baby that had an evil laugh on YouTube so my awakening was stunted by my mom but jokes on her because now my screen time is up to about 13 hours a day do you use your phone 13 hours a day Let's see. Let's check. Whoa. Okay, let's compare screen time. Oh, God. Because this can sort of get to the heart of how long how, it's not How for. deep the brain is. Yeah, and the room. sort of different terms that we both oh, absorb. God, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, screen time. Eight hours, 34 minutes yesterday. That's pretty good. Mine was three hours and 14. Oh, you're on holiday. You're seeing people. Yeah, on a good week, I try to get it below two hours, though. Yeah. I really don't like being on my phone that much. I actually don't. I hate being on my phone too, but I have like, like an abusive so relationship. Ah, oh, so popular. Actually, wait, let me check how many notifications I got yesterday. It's going to be oh. so sad. Oh, wait, it's not I, got these, many. I got these definitions. So, slay mm. on the other dictionary mm. is defined as. I'm just going for the top one. So, yeah. killed it. Succeeded in something amazing. Killed it. The example, Miley's new album, Slayed. <laughs> <laughs> this is the agenda. Right. That's Miley Cyrus trying to co-opt the agenda. Miley Cyrus's album did not slay. Oh, it was maybe it, it was low-key a flop. Was that the one with Wrecking Ball? No, that was <laughs> like 10 years ago. Uh, <laughs> well, the example was from 2013, so maybe oh, that's the okay. album they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, right, that makes sense. Yeah. But that was a flop. Look up, that's another one. There's mm, flop. Flop era. Mm, I'm in my flop <laughs> era. Um, I'm in my Florence Pugh, <laughs> Little Woman, Sylvia Plyth era. <laughs> I feel like era is also part of this pantheon of... This pantheon, this this dark lexicon seeped into our being, corrupted our soul. And um, yeah, is defined as when someone slays so hard, <laughs> they become. There's no words. They just, it's that emoji with the nails. Oh, that's oh. that <laughs> that's, a, that's all it says. And then the example is. Look at that yassified capybara. Slay that capybara <laughs> went through yassification. <laughs> oh my god, capybara with the yassified filter. Right. Probably but a slay. It is interesting. A minute slay. You might what? A minute slay. Oh, yeah. 
You you always slay. I I try to slay. We try to. I'm on a daily slay. Especially with the mother. Yeah, this is you know, this was just thrust upon me by my hairstylist. Mm-hmm. She mm. thought I had to slay harder. I definitely didn't I walk in with a picture of you know some non-binary beautiful person being like, make me look like this. Blaze, blaze, blaze. Yeah. Wait. What else is there? What's um, another one? Cunt. Yes. That's so not gonna serving of, giving. Well serving and giving and serving different. it's very different. It because is. if you're serving it's just like when I think of it If you're serving it you know, it could be denied. Yeah, that's true. Someone could turn it away. Someone could turn away cunt. Okay. Turn down cunt? Serving cunt on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Similar to serving realness, serving cunt <laughs> takes serving realness to the next level. It's pussy power. Oh, it's Bold, pussy clout. To the point, and overall extravagant. Any gender is able to serve cunt. It's a mindset. <laughs> OMG, Chloe, you're serving cunt tonight. <laughs> do, you think Chloe, do you think Chloe is a cunt name? Mm, you know, I mean... Not cunt derogatory, cunt as in a cunt name. Mm, I think if Chloe really believes that they are serving cunt then they then let them let them eat let cunt them it, right? you know let them have their yeah, cunt they need it too they need to be in their cunt and era. serve it too mm-hmm. I think Bonner's a cunt name really Bonner has cunt have like, you met another Bonner no exactly is there another Bonner in your life please mm. don't lie to me I mean my dad is named Bonner <laughs> your dad's named Bonner yeah I'm in that for that mm-hmm. wow I didn't know that but are you wait are you, then you're Bonner Jr well technically I guess so Bonner the second don't call me that <laughs> Bonner the second. Bonner Jr. The Bonner second Jr. coming. The second yeah. hunting Bonner of the Bonner. Bonner. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is this a family line? Are you... Well, we always name each other after mm. um, people in our family. Yeah, wait. So, so who, was your, who was your dad named after? Name four. I don't know. I have to ask him. They say name four. That's another idiom. Name I have four. here. I came prepared. Ooh. A book of idioms. Wait, wait, wait. I want to go through more of these yeah, terms yeah, yeah. so that, we don't get off track. It's very outdated. It doesn't have slay can... or cunt or... Yeah. Giving. When was it published? Ugh. It probably has cunt in the traditional sense. In yeah, that book. this is the second edition, so. It doesn't. Oh, 1986. Honestly? Okay, so sachet. Sachet is away. To walk or glide in a diagonal or sideways manner. To strut or move about in an ostentatious or conspicuous Ooh, manner. An ostentatious? Cameras flashed and fans screamed <laughs> as the latest pop princess sashayed down the red carpet. But then sashay, but then sashay away, which sashay is very Rue slash Paul. Rue slash Paul. Um, I'm going to look that up. Sashay away. Slashay okay. away. Sashay okay. away is the art of walking like a drag queen. Mm. It also means an alternative to goodbye. So you could maybe say, if it's instead of goodbye, sashay away. Sashay away. I said that to yeah. my mother on her deathbed. <laughs> she gave me a disappointing glance to see me. <laughs> I said, sashay away. Sashay away, auntie. <laughs> she wasn't oh, even, auntie, she wasn't even terminal. Good. They said she was going to make it. And I said that. Oh, I sent her off. <laughs> <laughs> Did you go with her? Huh? Into the, into the other, into yeah. the next world, into the next layer of slay. Mm-hmm. No, I had I had more slaying to do. Damn, that's true. That's yeah, true. That is so true. Wait, um, what? Hunty is Hunty is what? Because Hunty is Hunt, all of these are RuPaul. You can read this one. <clears throat> Hunty is a colloquialism used amongst the drag queen community. It is equivalent to compadre or friend, and is typically said with an attitude at the end of a sentence. <clears throat> Girl, you are looking fierce and letting them have it tonight, hunty. Finger snap or right? Yeah. Wow, no that was that powerful. There's yeah. no emojis. No emojis. We got the other ones with emojis. The non-verbal expression in a definition. It's actually. Did you? Okay, you've been on the internet for a while. I have. Did, did you go through an anti-emoji phase? Mm, I actually did. I didn't. Yeah. I just didn't know how to use them because mm. there is the face value of the emoji yeah but then there's also the hidden or personal yeah meaning of what it means because yeah. the personalized one for the yeah because i use the abacus emoji a mm. lot 
What I also I have a random emoji that I will yeah. cycle through that I like, you know, we'll just use at the end of I think right now it's the champagne glasses clinking. Ooh. Or the the top hat emoji for some reason. Oh, P? The P emoji? The P emoji. Push and P. Yeah. Um, <laughs> are you pushing P? <laughs> when when you P. feel like you're pushing yeah, P. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When you got to push up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I definitely... Oh, so what do you use the um, it's used the champagne glasses for? I don't know. Like, Celebrate? I just put it at the or end. No, it's just no. like random... I have a random one that I'll just use for like two weeks at the end of everything and I don't know why. I use the abacus emoji for making plans because oh. it's like moving yeah, stuff around yeah, right. yeah do you to get the thing where if you've punctuated everything with an emoji in like three sentences in a row you're like oh fuck okay i gotta tone it down yeah it's a I bit can't much. do that i think i sort of save the emojis for the end yeah of the text message yeah right mm. but it's like it's changed the way that everybody talks to each oh, other definitely because there's <laughs> seen people being like who and you can't even describe it because it's facial expressions people you know the doe eyes emoji like the little Mm. fingers touching together like the little for me is for me like who who was i before that emoji came out i don't know well it's it's like an emoji phrase yeah it's like you have to combine a fair few of them to yeah it's you know but that one is like it's definitely meant to just be like oh pretty please Mm. but i just use it purely manipulatively oh (laughs) (laughs) there are certain emojis that i feel like stay within the collection mm. of the slay agenda yeah like that nail the painting emoji, emoji the sparkles emoji the sparkles emoji the angel emo- the halo emoji the halo emoji for sure I very think. manipulatively slay mm. also <laughs> the iconic but rainbow flag emoji rainbow flag emoji mm. you know not my flag but yeah yeah it's everyone's flag oh true these days Again, the slay will raise all shit. Oh my god. Oh my god. Wait, so you had here on the notes the cunt cooperative. Can you explain that? The cunt cooperative is an offshoot of the slay agenda. It's, you know, it's sort of the resistance movement of, you know, of slay. An offshoot for sure. But we're sort of creating our own, you know, term, our own community. Of cunt. Who is we? We? Oh. We, we where we go, when we go. We go, when we go, <laughs> we go. <laughs> For all the QAnon heads out there. <laughs> Please, make sure you go real close to the mic with that vape so that they can hear the crackle. Ooh. You know, you're in deep. I hear that and my brain just goes like... Yeah, it, it happens. Let's have a little bit of that. Um, yeah, wait, so... What was your first internet thing then? If you started in 2011, what do you mm, want? My first internet thing... Like, where did you start? Definitely started on YouTube. On YouTube, yeah. Probably with... What's your what's your uh, most, like, stuff? Vsauce? Oh, you are? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Vsauce. Hey, Vsauce. <laughs> Michael here. Yeah, I just love the science shit. Yeah. I think the favorite, my favorite video from him is when he posted this video of... um him trying to investigate what the resolution of the human eye was. Oh, what? Oh, like what frame rate it's at and yeah, all of that? Yeah, oh so com- trying to compare it to a camera, but yeah. like, it was actually really interesting, but he's also kind of weird. He is very weird, yeah. but I mean, that's sort of his whole thing. Yeah. So you were using the internet like it was meant to be used like, for knowledge. Yeah, and... but then I slipped into my Smush flop era. Smush was not a flop era. Smush was Slay. Smush, Smush was Slay. They were so Y2K. Yeah, with the... Uh, they weren't. They were not good. Well, they were like Y2 10K. Y2 10K. <laughs> <laughs> Y2 2K. Y2 2K. <laughs> 2 Y2 2K. 2 2 Y2 2K. Mm-hmm. See, even I don't know what we're fucking talking about when we go that far right, deep. We're just saying words. When you deep go that far deep. Right. Well, what was your deep? first internet experience? I, yeah, I was on YouTube and... But I didn't use it for, like, learning shit. Like, I watched, like, Weird Al Parody. Like, it was always stupid, shit-posty things. And shit like that. Like, I mean, I was, like, an iPad baby back when, you know, oh, you had to sit in yeah. front of a big screen I and you couldn't take it to the... You had an iPad? Mm. Was it all, like, grimy and stuff? Yeah. Did, you do the I- did you do the iPad baby stance? Get your belly out and you're just standing there like you know what I mean. Have you not seen those kids? <laughs> what? 
I've had baby stats. Have you not seen an iPad baby in the wild no, recently? No. Oh my god. Wait, what's the stat? It's like, well, I, you know, nobody's well, gonna, be gonna be able to see. see but it's like chest out, belly out. You know, you're wiping the crumbs off of your little, <laughs> off your little bib onto the iPad. It's greasy. Cocoa melons blasting in the restaurant. Everybody can hear it. <laughs> they get like overstimulated just by being in proximity. <laughs> They banned my Twitter. Okay, everyone, we're starting a GoFundMe to send Badman to Jack Dorsey's house to get my Twitter back because um, the reason that I got banned is I don't know who flagged me or my account, but somehow they got my birthday and they found out that I had created my Twitter account before the age of 13, which I had because I made my Twitter account when I was 11. That's so bad, which is really bad. 11. Yeah, so now it's just banned forever. What were you posting when you were 11? What was I po- I don't know. Well, I can't well, go back and check it. now. Yeah, no, the account's gone. They deleted it. They tried to silence me because I was pushing the agenda too hard. What? The world wasn't ready. <laughs> I mean, you know, you got to push the agenda, though. Mm. Like, well, otherwise, what are we here for? The Slayer agenda is going to take over the world. Yeah. It really is. It, well, I mean, it already has. Yeah, it's, that is true. RuPaul is in his European colonialism era. Oh, okay, moving right along. Yes. Yeah. Let's keep this train going. It's drag imperialism. Drag, drag Race Australia has already come and landed. It was a flop. It was. Did it happen? Yeah, it happened. Do you, Okay, wait, do you actually religiously watch My drag roommates are really into it, so I just watch it because they watch it. See, I only started watching it because... My aunties, when I moved here to Melbourne, both they both watch it religiously mm. together. It's nothing. It, I would never really put it on mm. if I'm just hanging out. Alone. But, but if would, it's on, I'm not. You gonna, would never turn it I'm off. Not gonna watch. See, honestly, same. Yeah. I got like deep into it because we were rewatching a season waiting mm. for one to come out. But the whole setup of it, like they do the the challenges, mm. but then say if you've got a really slay outfit. And you actually slayed the house down. Boots down. Right. If the boots were down. If the boots were down. <laughs> if the boots were down. Um, but you know, RuPaul didn't like it. Then you get into the lip sync. Yeah. And then the lip sync determines who gets to progress. Yeah, exactly. Into the challenge, Rich. which the lip sync has nothing to do with drag or any of the, or yeah, anything. It's so a, it's a bit. Like what? Well, it's part of it's the lip, performance. Lip syncing's a big part of drag. That's though, true. Right? Like mm. you know, it's part of it. The um, when my aunties got married, they had a uh, they had oop, they had a uh, drag queen perform at their wedding, which this was right after the plebiscite, and you know, finally made it legal mm. after all that, mm. which was probably pretty confronting for my nana who was there, who you know good, quotation marks, Irish Catholic, voted no for, like, against it in the plebiscite. And then, obviously, you know, her, like, niece was getting married, so she had to come. And, you know, this drag queen was up there performing, Mm. lip-syncing, obviously born this way, Lady Gaga, slayed. Right. And they slayed up there. What what are some artists that you think are... um, spearheading the slay agenda? Lady Gaga's one. Lady Gaga is one. Gwen Stefani? Oh no. Did we not cancel Gwen Stefani for some reason? Right. Well, they all... Slay agenda <laughs> is funny. Well, just the idea of all the LGBTQ community being co-opted and pushed through more digestible, you know, mediums like yeah. straight women and mm-hmm. straight men or, you know, non-binary peoples in that sort of way. But definitely all gets codified into being very white and, you know, commercialized. Right. Like, Lady Gaga is not... I don't think she's bi or gay or anything. I, I don't think so. I'm quite sure she's straight. No. Which, you know, but she's been sort of adopted by the community. Yeah. So. No, I think the same as um, Megan Thee Stallion, mm. for sure. Oh I God, think absolutely. the queer community sort of tends to latch on to certain artists yeah. based on the music. Um, and then that artist sort of enters the queer community, even yeah, if they're not or straight. gets adopted. Yeah. But they're, you know, sort of piggybacking off of all of these queer artists that are creating all these trends. Like, Charlie XCX is now, like, she is the right. LGBTQ community. She is the answer. she is, yeah, but she is not. She's also just, like, a white, straight, as far as I know, mm-hmm. person. 
But then people like Sophie and other people who were actually like, you know, pioneering all of that, Mm. just like stay underground because I guess they're not so. I feel like Charlie, I feel like Charlie XCX now is what Kylie Minogue was. 20 years ago. Was she? I wasn't there. I was a baby. I I was just a little baby. I was raised on Kylie, though. Yeah, really? My parents maybe low-key slayed. Really? Maybe minutely slayed playing Madonna and, you know, Kylie and who were the other ones? There was Mm. back in the day. I mean, this is just me. I have no idea. I really only know Kylie because she seems to be the one artist that always gets referenced in terms of um, Australian music Mm. as, like, you know, heralding she was the, the queer era. I mean, yeah. But I she's mean, a straight white woman. She is. So why? But also, she put gay crack into Hung Up. So, you know, what can you do? You Nothing. can't deny. <laughs> <laughs> There probably were some actual queer producers behind that, but they don't get any. Probably, probably. Yeah. I don't know. Do you? Maybe that... Yeah. Who <laughs> Wait, no, you go. Oh, no, 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 you I said go. maybe the agenda is gathering power in the shadows before, you know, the final take. <laughs> like the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah, maybe. Mm, I mean... There is definitely an Illuminati energy to this whole agenda. Like, mm. what is the motive? What is the purpose? What is the motive? I, well, <laughs> I feel like it's changed me, for sure. Because I distinctly remember a time when I knew what these words meant, but they mm. weren't really in popular usage. Mm. And I would say, honestly, I have this thesis that the these terms have sort of become popular around the same time as electric scooters and bubble tea. Yeah. <laughs> this is all part of yeah, the okay. it's, yeah it's part of a thing because I mean before quite, what tra- like 2016 2017 I wouldn't have thought that um, these terms were ever going to be in popular usage mm. and I think maybe the ascendance of drag race yeah. pushed it into mainstream yeah well it's sort of it came right out of or just following that like super you know 2015 like youtube like everyone was trying to be filthy frank as mm, edgy and as God. offensive as possible which sort of happened and then after that and everybody realized oh okay yeah. maybe maybe i don't shouldn't say the n-word that much like maybe yeah. it in a little <laughs> bit and now it's like the inverse of that is like the more accepting part of it but maybe i don't know mm. is it just like an ebb and flow is it gonna go back out of fashion i mean does it feel does it feel like a trend like do you feel slighted by the fact that everybody's just co-opting the lingo of like all of those people and now it's like trendy yeah does it feel like people are just using it now because it's just popular i would say like so. it's not actual acceptance it's like i think it's um definitely a tolerance mm. that's transformed into a, an acknowledgement and the presence of queer lingo in the queer community yeah. but an actual acceptance of it because yeah. there would be people that um, sort of co-op these terms and use them as a gag mm, exactly a because if it starts as irony doesn't that mean it's inherently like you know piss takey yeah. like less respectful definitely definitely but I think like you know inherently these terms are very entertaining and they're very funny mm. but they hold a lot of currency for queer people because they've been able to create their own lexicon for themselves yeah but then yeah. does it not feel like like it's being stolen like a little bit yeah I mean all but like, I mean is that as good as you get as far as like representation and acceptance goes that's all you can really hope yeah. for so people think it's funny well the bar is so low at this point <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I'll take anything what I do you mean the get? bar is like, you, the community's accepted they put a they put a gay character in Avengers right <laughs> like, like Kingo was Kingo was bisexual mm. in the Eternals. Well, there's a deleted you... scene where one of them sucks a dick. Like that's crazy. <laughs> Finally, accepted. yeah, I gotta see the deleted scene. You gotta send that to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was gonna ask, what do you think as a hetero person? As a hetero, derogatory. Hetero, heterosexual, <laughs> straight, whatever. <laughs> um, in terms of like your own personal terms mm. like, like are there straight terms that you feel like well that's like old terms though okay. you know? so straight terms are universal terms not you know, well I mean there are like the quote unquote default that everybody is just it doesn't have to be accepted or anything like that but I mean the straight hetero like the white terms are just like 
blokey lingo and that sort of shit. That's such as I need examples. I need examples. Such as yeah, fuck. Such as yeah, mate. Such as I don't know. Black and such as I don't know. Black and such as. But well, (laughs) that's the thing. Like there isn't a culture to draw from. Mm. Like there isn't a distinct hetero culture that you can just like pull terms out of because the community isn't a community as such because it's just. It's so omnipresent. It's, yeah, accepted as the default that you don't need to create any specific terms that set you apart as anything. Interesting. So yeah, I mean, I guess for people, and especially young people who are trying to find an identity, it's easier to draw from an existing community, and so maybe that's why they're being like stolen, co-opted, turned into their own thing because you know it's funny or whatever. It makes people laugh. Rather than just, you know, saying nothing like, how's your day, mate? Living the dream. Yeah. Yeah, fuck. I, to be honest, I feel as though from an outsider perspective, my idea of um, straight lingo, I love the term, like, day for it. Day for it. Oh, <laughs> absolute day for it, mate. Like, how's it going? Yeah, like, day for going. it. Yeah, yeah. Day for it. I don't know. That's yeah. like, what are the classic... But do you, do you have, like, you know... How they like everybody puts on different faces or whatever when you're like talking to a stranger. You have the stranger voice, the you know customer service voice. They're like, hi, how you going? Yeah, yeah, great, thank you. Oh, yeah. It is. It's been so. Weather's been so crazy. What do straight people do except talk about like the weather and stuff? Yeah. Do you have like a straight voice that you put on when you put talking to other, not other? Yeah, I, th- in- I think the straight voice is just um, the absence of. Yeah, exactly. Like, lingo Any, that I would use in specific You try, you sort of spaces. diminish your character mm. to, like, be blander and yeah. grayer and less accept, more accepted. For sure. I did have this thought yesterday that I am very over just being palatable. Oh, yeah. To you, white Australian yeah. people. I'm you just over saying, it. I don't care anymore. Well, you've been, now yeah. that you're down, down here in Melbourne, you were saying yesterday that you were like, I'm just, I'm just being as loud yeah. and as annoying as I possibly can be. Well, because I'm just so anonymous here. Like, yeah. no one knows me, so I can just do what I, I want. Yeah, but that's, fine. like, more accepted now. I yeah. think it's, like, people, you know, if you want to be memorable, mm-hmm. so you kind of would diminish it less. For sure. And I think, um, I've definitely, the process of diminishing that character has been very nice. Mm-hmm in spaces where I want to feel accepted. Yeah. But I don't really feel like I need to be in those spaces anymore. Yeah. I've well, you been don't... able to curate Yeah, because you now. want to be accepted by like-minded, similar, more vibrant people. Because you could be accepted, like, you know, you could join a tennis club and just, like, totally. do like, yeah. on that point. <laughs> like, I could probably go and sit at the RSL, have a chat with some of the blokes at the pokies, you know, yeah. and be fine. What would you talk about at the pokies? What do we talk about? How much we hate our wives, I guess. I could invent a wife and talk about how much I dislike. <laughs> that's, that's probably the closest thing to, I don't know, a straight voice is like this this discomfort, this like, I don't know, like dissatisfaction with being who you are because it's so, because I think deep down everybody knows it's so bland and because mm-hmm. it's the default, why would you, people don't really want to be it. So, you know, straight culture is, like, hating everything. It's, like, hating, like, a weird, like, <laughs> hatred of who you are. You hate your wife. You hate your job. You hate everything. So then, in turn, is queer culture a love of everything? I feel I feel like it is. Because it's more loving, more accepting. Mm. I don't know. Free love. Like, all of that. Interesting. I don't know. Interesting. But it's then, like a, I feel as though it is problematic for queer terminology and queer lingo because it sets up very specific binaries for people to exist in. And it's like, if you're not... If you're not slaying, slaying if then you're not what are slaying, you doing? Then who are you? Right? Like, uh, I can't even slay today. <laughs> I'm having an identity crisis. I haven't slayed. Like, <laughs> you walk into your roommate's room, like, not like, honey, have you eaten today? Like, oh, are you okay? You haven't slayed. You haven't slayed today. Are you all right, babe? Do you want to go out and slay? Yeah, let's go slay. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, like, uh... When I think of slaying, I just think of walking around. You're, you think you're yeah. sachet, doing your little Sachet, walking, yeah. strutting. But, you know, being you who know. you are. But also, part of being who you are, I guess, a lot of the time is, you know, sometimes being down and not being... So you think it's, like, a negative... A negative positivity or something. Like a... Negative positivity? Like a, you know... Yeah. 
like if you're forced to be positive up all the time constantly slay constantly boots the house down it's exhausting and then what like you feel like you're not doing a service to who you are as a person if you're not constantly upbeat like constantly killing it is that what you mean no, definitely. Sometimes I think sometimes <laughs> I just want to hang out with my my depressed straight friends and talk about how much we hate everything. No, I think it's good to have that range, and that's I guess that's what sort of what I love about having this multiplicity of uh, this multiplicity of identities mm. because I can exist in different spaces yeah. and use different lingo for different times and spaces yeah. which is what is funny when you brought up the slay agenda because i was like hmm, i've never thought about it like yeah. too deeply but there is definitely a lot to think about in terms of well how do i utilize this lingo mm. um in certain spaces and how do other people utilize this lingo and why yeah do they because use terms yeah and... i mean it's an easy it's like a shortcut to being to that sense of belonging that everybody wants. You just get to be like, oh, my community, these people who share this part of my identity are speaking like this. So I can just speak like this and then I don't have to, you know, mm. maybe it's easier for some people to just be that. Because there are some people that just are, you know, that all the time, mm. which is like, for those people that love that, that just get to like instantly have that spunky little aspect to them that they can just embrace and share it all the time no, like that rocks yeah for those people but i definitely know people who are more not necessarily subdued but want to be a little more individualistic about it or something like i had my my friend who like i guess came out as bi mm-hmm. but just was like oh yeah i'm seeing this girl and i was like you see you're seeing a girl she's like yeah and i was like wait are you like and you're like are you like coming out like are you bi she's like yeah i guess but, like, it was such a nothing thing to her. Yeah. Like, that aspect of her personality to her meant very little, which is strange because, you know, I guess she is, like, has been, you know, mostly in hetero relationships and yeah. is white. So it's just, like, to her, it didn't feel like she's been so accepted in every other aspect of her life that she never felt like she had to, you know, have that as, like, a coming out, as an experience of, you know, not being accepted because she's just used to being accepted like Mm. you didn't have you know people who grew up in much more like religious or conservative sort of thing like the opposition to that makes like perfect sense Mm. like i think totally i think of the term coming out and i just don't know if like it's ever related to me personally Mm. because um even the whole concept of the whole process of coming out yeah is something that's sort of set up um by straight people so yeah, they know because that gay people exist yeah so that they can feel more at ease knowing yeah, the presence of gay people because I think it yeah it assumes that it isn't the default or that it's some weird like method like something that you have to come to terms with mm. when if it is an aspect of your personality if, if it is part of who you are then it shouldn't be something that you have to come out no because it definitely that's part of the heteronormative like everybody uh, starts straight and then maybe becomes gay like comes out as like whatever right like it is sort of a an inherently maybe an inherently negative thing but i think for some people to turn that into like a really positive like extremely important part of their life is like that's fine like that's awesome you yeah know what I mean? like, it is cool and i feel as though um it doesn't really like relate to me very much because there's already so many other intersectionalities of mm. my identity and I think that the uh, concept of coming out is something that I mean maybe not all but I think a lot of like queer or gay white men mm. latch on to because yeah. it's like you know I think I was saying to you this to you maybe the other day or like to someone else but if gay white men weren't gay they would just be, be straight white, white men. men yeah so then they latch into this like coming out and then they um, use a lot of like these terms so that they can I don't know latch onto some little oppression. Yeah, they feel want, oppressed. Yeah, they and you know everyone oppressed. wants to feel oppressed. Everybody, for some everybody wants to be oppressed, right. especially yeah, white men, especially straight white men. You know, mm-hmm. 
And it's some of them are. Like, if you're a gamer, like, you're so much more impressed than, like, anything. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get your kill to yeah, assist ratio. Exactly. That's impressive. Yeah. It's honestly, yeah, it's honestly, like, it's pretty derogatory if you'd be mad that I punched a hole in my wall, mom. Right. This is who I am. Yeah, I know what you mean. Because, yeah, they get to wear that as, like, a badge or something. Even though they are, they have... and disregard all of their other privilege mm. that they have especially like as a man and mm. as a white man mm-hmm. specifically like at a passing glance nobody's you know yeah. don't have any of those other negative parts of belonging to those other minorities mm. like you know walking home late at night as a you know straight white man you're fine like you wouldn't even worry about it totally like, yeah. yeah and I mean there's certain things that I would never even think to do like for instance, dining out mm. and then just not paying, which yeah. is like a common thing that a lot of I don't know people like who have white privilege can just do because it's <laughs> like, fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting <laughs> <But>, moved. <laughs> yeah. like, like, yeah. If I'm with someone and they want to dine and dash, then maybe. How often does that happen? Well, it <laughs> only happened a couple times, Ooh. but I would never do it on my own. Mm. Um, but if I'm but in do a you setting, know people, do you have like queer white? like male friends that just would because mm, not do you think they're white male by, friends yeah. but I think just like generally hetero yeah. white men yeah. just like very entitled and privileged to be able to yeah. do that but if I was on my own I could never yeah. do that because there's already this assumption that if I'm going out somewhere then people are already going to look at me as if I'm like oh like are you stealing something yeah. like what's going on you know? just watching you yeah in the do you ever feel watched or no, surveyed? No, never. I never. Well, obviously, that's my privilege. Like, I never feel, you know. And it's not even in a negative, like, oh, sometimes I feel so invisible. I wish I was, you know, more oppressed or something. Like, I just never do. I never have, have to think of any of that. Like, I walked home late from the city at, like, probably, like, 10 o'clock. And because my Uber cancelled and I had a, my phone was flat. And not even for a second did I think, until I was about to be home, was like, even for a second did I think, oh, I just walked like seven kilometers down like dark city streets and cut through alleys and shit. Like, that privilege didn't, and it, I didn't acknowledge it even for a second, which is, you know, the privilege. Mm. And the other thing is like, yeah, people are like, oh, acknowledge your privilege or whatever. But if you're not actually acting against to like dismantle it, what mm-hmm. good is an acknowledgement of it? Like, exactly. I'm still going to walk home. Right. I never feel that. There it's is just, a process of acknowledging, but acknowledging is kind of useless if you don't act. Yeah, exactly. And so if you are systems. just like putting yourself into, and it's not putting yourself into a box or whatever, you are put into this box and expected to act and you have, um, like, if you are a queer person, you have these, like, you will be discriminated against, of course, but there is that thing, and you see it on TikTok, of, like, white, like, completely white and rich-looking people with, like, a dyed fringe or something being like, ugh, I'm gonna go get hate-crimed on the street. Like, no, you won't. You really, really won't. No, not a hate-crime. You won't. And, yeah. like, I've been, I've been, you know, I dress probably in a less masculine way for sure and I've been called you know the f on the street and really? the fact that I don't like it's interesting because it's not my like slur you know yeah, what I mean man. I can't take offence to it because I've never had that part of my personality be questioned or diminished or feared it in any way mm. so like that's my privilege as well when people will call me a word on the mm. street and I'll be like that's not even my it's not my place to be offended by that word either. Like, yeah. it's not... Yeah. It hasn't been used historically against any of my group for that. Mm. And that is such a good point. I think um, pe- the, I think the, that F word is also part and parcel of mm. the slave agenda. Well, that's been... Yeah, it's been reclaimed. Yeah, it's been reclaimed, but then I just feel really weird when people are reclaiming it, and I've talked to a few, like, 
um, queer white men and that, like, you know, reclaim whatever words you want. English yeah. is stupid. Yeah. But they sort of draw parallels between the N-word and the F-word mm, as if, not, like, yeah. um, yeah, we're reclaiming this word in the same way that the N-word's reclaimed. Yeah, but which is funny they, because them telling you that is probably them secretly being like, yeah, and when, you know, once it's reclaimed, what's keep reclaiming that word right. so I can use it because I really want to use it I yeah. really want to sing along to Kendrick Lamar please please I'm just like Tyler the creator yeah. except for one thing except for one thing I found Obama <laughs> yesterday he was singing King's Dad <laughs> 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 I, uh, I uh, gotta go get it ah. <laughs> Barack oh no Barack God. Barack no Barack you guys are on first name basis mm-hmm. yeah. I like Michelle she's pretty cute she is pretty cute, mm-hmm. but you know, that's, he wore his identity as sort of a scapegoat to get away with some horrible things, and mm-hmm. it's, you know, because he's part of that historically oppressed community, gets yeah. like, yeah. Totally. I think, um, it's very weird, I guess, being, um, part of the African diaspora, because, like, Obama was this, like, figurehead mm. for a lot of people in the African yeah. diaspora and it was we had like our little moment of like whoa someone in such a position of power change, yeah. everything's gonna change and it's like mm, a bit silly when people get into this whole identity politics thing of mm. like oh well yeah he's the first African American president and that means that it's good, good. for all and it's gonna that uplift it's just all inherently African good. people yeah which yeah. it didn't at all like, and it's, it's sort of the same for Rusash Paul because a lot of people sort of held a drag race there's this thing of like oh well you know RuPaul gay black man and mm-hmm. then it's he's um doing they're doing drag and it's gonna uplift a lot of queer um POC people yeah. but RuPaul Ru's such is very conservative about, and he does and not fracking. give a shit about his community mm-hmm. he's try- oh, they are trying to like they are literally commodifying that community selling it as a product and that's the thing that feels so insidious about some of that identity politics. Like, this is people's lives that you are turning into a funny, haha, slay. Yeah, like, like right. yeah, put it on a t shirt. It's H&M. It was printed in a sweatshop. Yeah. Like, sick. <laughs> but yeah, we did it. We beat homophobia. Yeah, and even homophobia is cancelled. Hashtag homophobia is over, Homophobia is hashtag over. <laughs> oh my God. Homophobia is over in June. In yeah. Pride Month. Oh, really? Yeah. We're ending it? Pretty is much. it gonna come back after June? Well, I mean, that's when all the companies just turn gay for yeah, a month. For a month, yeah. Mm. Pride month. And then after that, it's fun. Yeah. Black, <laughs> Black History Month, they all turn, yeah. Yeah, it's so evil. Literally, like, yeah. they are, it's just such a dark way. I'm still waiting on my reparations money, Ruben. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, it's coming. You know, I'm good for it, mate. Please. Oh, <laughs> I'm literally okay. <laughs> yeah, what going. do I know? It's we got through like two of them. Yeah, right? wait, 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 we've got we've got a few we've got a few more. Oh, I think. Um, How much time do we have now? Okay, wait, hold the on. The bonafide we'll, hour plus ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's fine. We can go over time. Okay. Um. Okay, so we've got five minutes. Uh. Okay. There's a few notes we didn't get through, mm. but rapid fire. So, um, the distinction between. Yassified and Yassification. Okay, that is important. Mm-hmm. That is, this is a conversation. is a past tense. You've already been Yassified. Yassification is this ongoing process. It's a process. It's the emergence. The mm-hmm. emergence of Yassification. <laughs> um, would you say you're currently Yassified or you, in your Yassification era? Mid-Yassification. Mm, Mid-Yassification era, mm. for sure. Mm. But I know a lot of people who feel as though they've been Yassified because they've been able to consume all of these, um, these terms, these terms yeah. and these things on Drag Race. But Yassified, I don't know if it fits well with me, because Yassification is an ongoing process. Yeah, you know? we're emerging. Right? Franz Kafka. Mm-hmm. The, the Do you feel like you've been Yassified? Yassified? I think I'm being, I think I'm being, I'm in my Yassification for sure. You know, I'm wearing flares right now, so True. we're definitely... I'm wearing flares. <laughs> you are? Oh, damn. Yeah, damn these, these, these are the flares. Oh, fuck yeah. That's it. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm probably the longer I stay in Melbourne around all of these queer people, I'm definitely becoming the answer. Oh, and, um, interesting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> honestly not up to me. It's a, it's a force of nature. Do you think that the slay agenda is more impactful in Melbourne? 
Oh, I can't say I haven't than lived. it is I've been, in, well, in Byron, for example. Oh, for sure. Well, I mean, you know, Byron is such a little bubble of people who definitely... Actually, there really aren't many queer people in Byron because it's so classist and so rich and so white, like, especially white. And I went to a private school in Byron, so basically everyone was white. So there wasn't really any... It was a bubble and everybody was nice to each other and all that, but you just were never exposed to any other struggle that wasn't like, ugh, you know. Do I have to go to my my mum's mansion or my dad's mansion? No, the struggle... Do so I have to drive tough. forty minutes to Byron to go to the mansion? So tough to go to to go to the cinema. Oh my god! Right. So tough. I feel like the slay agenda in Brisbane is quite prominent. It's coming. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming. Get some being, issues. Well, yeah, I would say <laughs> <laughs> it's sputtering and everywhere. Oh god, <laughs> that's blue. It's would you say that Melbourne is yassified and mm. that Brisbane is in its yassification era? I think. Melbourne thinks that it's been yassified, oh, but Brisbane... The work is done. Yeah, the work is done. Mm. And I feel as though there's not much innovation. Yeah. Yeah, because people feel as though they've been yassified. Yeah. So it's and they can just... That, like, um, distinction people make between post-colonial mm. and decolonial. I feel like Brisbane is... Um, Deassifying. It's deassifying. Deassifying is in a, a de-colo- process. It's it's decolonial. It's de drag race. But maybe Melbourne feels feels as though it's post yassified. Mm. I think it definitely does. Melbourne thinks that it's the coolest. You know, I was talking to uh, one of this one of my new friends from Sydney. No, he's from Brisbane, but he was born in Sydney. And, you know, when he goes to Sydney and he talks about... People talk about Melbourne and they're like, oh, I fucking love Melbourne. Like, Melbourne's so cool. Like, every... But in Melbourne, people talking about Sydney are like, fuck Sydney. I fucking hate Sydney. Right? Like, it's got... Melbourne has that older, cooler sister energy or something mm. that everybody wants to be... Like, looks at them and thinks they're so cool. But Melbourne thinks they're so much better than everybody else mm. already. And, and I think that definitely feeds into the whole... Slay dependency. Slay dependency. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I have a slay dependency crippling. Right. A terminal addiction to slaying every day. I don't know if Sydney is very dependent on slaying. Mm. Maybe economically. economically. It's very work based. <laughs> That's true. You go to work. Mm-hmm. The Sydney people work. They do. They work. They just go they to work. Strut. I wake up and they go to work. <laughs> <laughs> Fung Slay? Fung Slay. The Fung Slay? Mm-hmm. How would you say the Fung Slay of Darcy's room is right now? I'd say the Fung Slay in this room is very... Um, Bed's not in the corner. That's good Fung Slay. Yeah. That means he's got his shit together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's when you know, I mean, organising energy so that you can slay optimally Optimal at all slay. times. Is the milk crate from the side of the road as a washing basket a slay? That is such a slay. <laughs> that is such a slay. <laughs> He's doing poor face right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, is this slay agenda sustainable? Do you think? Well, if he's got depends. the milk crate... It depends. Well, that is, you know, that's reusing. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Mm-hmm. Reduce your slay. Reduce, reduce <laughs> your slay. <laughs> recycle your slay. <laughs> I don't think the slay agenda is sustainable. The slay agenda will eat itself. It'll eat itself alive. Mm. But the Ouroboros slay. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good title. That would be... Oh, my God. Slay. That's a good... <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good tattoo just a little Ouroboros would slay oh, all the way around that would be beautiful that would be crazy maybe just yeah I don't think it is sustainable who's that figurehead RuPaul yeah. fracking unsustainable RuPaul, fracking unsustainable you know, fossil slay they're not on Depop Mm-mm. that's not sustainable <laughs> if we resell the slay agenda on Depop then it will be sustainable mm-hmm. but otherwise mm-hmm. what well, is putting on lip balm Sustainable or is it feminine? Oh, is putting on. Oh, that's another one we have. Is putting on lip balm a female trend? Is it? <laughs> Maybe. Is and how it? do you think it fits into the whole agenda? The whole agenda. Well, that's part part of the agenda for sure because, like and such as. Yes. And you know, who, say <laughs> less. Yeah, et cetera. I, <laughs> we were talking about those videos where 
the girls are pretending to be boys putting on lip balm and they're sucking their lips all the way in like they're like they're doing it like shamefully shamefully putting on lip balm because it's considered I mean it's all part of the self-care as a female trait oh, that, yeah. all of that stuff mm. like boys rooms are messy and they're gross and they don't shower and all oh, that shit so there is a binary yeah it is yeah I think so That's well it's it. like back in the what's back in like the 80s and 90s they had the term like metrosexual yeah which was just is like that... what is that it's like a guy who showers yeah right <laughs> That's he, really he knows how to put clothes together he knows how to put clothes together and like even like you know we all think we're all so progressive and we've been here in Melbourne or whatever but if you present any way that isn't that stereotype you're stereotyped into the other you know like you're instantly assumed bisexual or queer which is insane because as a straight person I'm just co-opting all of those fashion trends and all of that sort of shit totally so it's like everybody just assumes that I am some aspect of that but yeah. I'm just stealing it yeah <laughs> <I'm enjoying> it. <laughs> it's much more insidious than that <laughs> well and in terms of co-opting I guess this can be the last point but um there is a continuum of appropriation that's happened. Uh, gay white men co-opted these energies and terms from African American yeah, women, yeah. And especially African American, and now it's being co-opted from gay white men by the general populace. Yeah. So what do you think about that? Well, I mean, this pretty much hit the nail on the head. That's exactly what's happening. It's like. You know, it started with all this other. What's that? What's that Woody Harrelson movie? White white men can't jump. White boys can't jump. I haven't heard. I haven't seen. That. <laughs> it's like a classic, like you know, who said, who said white boys can't jump or whatever. Not like, me. That's it. Yeah, not me. Who said white boys can't wear flares? Not Darcy me, dude. Like Darcy said that. <laughs> who said white boys can't wear jorts? Like, come on. Oh, come on. Come on. on. It can happen. Yeah, but I mean, that's definitely what is happening. Like, it's because it's been so commodified by the people at the top who are not actually acting in the interest of their community. They're acting in their own personal interest. And they're like, oh, queerness is a product that we can sell to everybody. So everybody can buy into it and be, you know, perceived as trendy and cool and like, ooh, queer and cutting edge. Mm. But, you know, we're not actually buying into any of the... We don't get any of the negative aspects of it. You get the best of both worlds, which is insane. Like, you just get to have it all. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, like... You can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah, but you, you know... But you the can. current system, you can, as a, as a straight white person, you can paint your nails and just... Everyone be like, oh, my God, what a slay. No. Like, let's go. <laughs> He's killing you. He's so brave for that. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. Okay. As an end to the episode... Do you have any final summations of the slay agenda? Summarizing it? Summarize the slay. Slay what you want to slay. Slay what you want to slay, baby. That's all I have. And let the slay fall out. (laughs) Let the slay fall. Beautiful. Yeah. Well. That's the agenda codified. Yeah. It will, it will come for you. Mm -hmm. It will come for us all. Yeah. (laughs) Get the tissues. It will come at you. Come I've got my tissues. Eyes first. Aim for the eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to wrap it up. Okay. But I'm going to do a little shameless plug. Shameless plug? Um, plug you can plug. follow me if you want on my life account at bonnetabiriboa. You can follow the podcast at bonafide.jpg. You can follow Ruben. Because my DMs are open. Uh, at DMs open on Instagram. <laughs> if you want more of this stupid bullshit, uh, please... Please, if anybody is out there, please donate $300,000 to my GoFundMe to get my Twitter account back so that I can continue to get 13 likes per post. Please. Please. I need this. I need this. It needs to happen. We need... We, need, know, we all need we it. We spent this entire podcast talking about, you know, queer struggles. What about my struggles? What about Ruben's What about my about? likes? Let's get some... <laughs> 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 oh, my God. Um, can we cut this? Can we cut no. the entire episode? No? No. <laughs> Who's gonna edit it? Who's gonna edit oh. all the vape rips out of it? Mm, I think the vape rips will edit themselves. Yeah. They'll fill the they'll fill the gap. Yeah. Alright.
that sleigh. All right, sleigh. 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 Sleigh away. Sleigh away, baby. Oh, wait, I gotta use all the words. All the words. Um, let's just list, let's get a list going. Hold on. All right. I'm gonna try my best to use them all in a sentence to end the episode. So, today I slayed, I was in my assification era, sashayed onto the podcast, was kind of feeling gagged and deceased in the middle, but <laughs> um, at the moment, my face is beat, kind of serving cunt with my sis, and. The boots are down. <laughs> Houston, I'm deceased. Charlie XEX. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, I hope you enjoyed the episode. And bye. Bye.